Hey everyone, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Although I am a licensed clinician, I'm also just a person. I love to be able to be in my real life and speak from that point. And that's where this podcast is coming from. So enjoy. Searching for a truth. Looking for answers. There must be a way. Hey guys, it's Aaliyah here with. This is Joe again. How are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? I know. Hope everyone had a great week and is like winding down their week feeling like super accomplished and motivated and just like ready to get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually been meditating every night. I meditate often, but I've been meditating every night for like the past three nights and I've been working out. Uh, well, not every day. I skipped yesterday, but prior to that I had worked out two, three days in a row and I worked out today. Huh. And you've been working out a lot as well. I work out three days a week. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just trying to like, you know, get my, my shit in order for this year. You know, we're still in January trying to get build that momentum you know for the rest of the year and um that's, that's i mean i've been seeing a lot of stuff um uh people posting you know uh that uh that line from that song you know it's a new dawn it's a new day you know mm-hmm. i'm hearing that a lot right now ever since really yesterday <laughs> because because yesterday was from my understanding the inauguration right yeah i mean it's kind of to me, it's, uh, I guess, what are my personal opinions are relevant in my life. But to me, it's the same day. What, and I need to be clear that it doesn't, even if it was another Republican getting in there, I'd feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just the same day because I know that at the end of the day, those very, the, those core issues, those deep core issues, the systemic racism, you know, all that stuff, like, I mean, I would, would I love to live in a world, obviously, like if I had the ability to create my own world, um, one of the things that I would create in that world was that there would be no racism. However, I would still make sure that every person in that world that I created had their own religion, their own values, their own beliefs, their own opinions. But racism, I'm not really a fan of, so I gotta, I gotta get rid of that one. (laughs) (laughs) That one can't come. That one's not allowed. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Um, uh, and actually, let, let me be clear. If I actually had the ability, because remember yesterday, I think it was like the other day we were talking about racists, right? Uh-huh. And um, and uh, you had posted that post about, you know, if you don't hate anyone, meaning, meaning, you know, KKK, this and that, pedophiles. I mean, like anyone, right? I was like, don't hate anyone. And you were like, well, then don't like this, right? And only like 20 people liked that it was post. crazy yeah those um, like 75 people looked at it and like right. 15 people liked it and so i'm one of the people that looked at it and didn't like it because i had to question myself i was um, like 
do I hate anyone? Now, like, I don't hate people, let's say, in my, you know, people in my core, right? So I don't hate, you know, uh, family, friends, even people who I used to be friends with, who I'm no longer friends with, people who I had, you know, just kind of like conflict with. I don't hate, you know, uh, uh, patients. I don't hate any. So on that level, no. But then I started thinking, wait, this includes like, even people who I haven't really come across of, right? So this includes all types of people. So let me clarify because some people might not know what I posted. Mm. But I posted a uh, it was a picture of Martin Luther King and, and a quote by him and said, I'm probably hacking this up a little bit, but essentially... Uh, you should probably he, read it. I feel like you should read it because it's a great quote yeah, actually is, but, by uh, the Dr. Martin Luther King that we don't want to botch because we want to give that him is, that credit. That is true. Hold on. Well, don't listen to that. I don't know what's going on there. Um, okay. It says, I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. So I posted that and I said, please don't like this. I mean, only like this if you don't hate anyone. And then I went through all the hashtags of like, this includes, um, you know, KKK, black people, white people, Asian people, uh, you know, freaking Trump, uh, Biden, whoever, you know, I went through the whole list and me personally, I can clearly say that I don't hate any of them. You know, everybody uh, has different perspectives in the world, different ideas, different thoughts, and I don't hate anybody. And really hate, I feel, is really a burden, like Martin Luther King said, on yourself. When you hate anybody or anything for whatever reasons, whether it's something they did to you or or you just don't like the person for whatever, you're the one thinking about this all the time. You're the one that's worrying about or, or cares that someone dislikes you or, or you just like, dislike them because they did something to you and they don't deserve your, your love or attention or whatever. And that other person is just living their life. They're not concerned think, with any of these thoughts. Man, I that mean, you have. The, the word hate is on such a more intense, deeper level than just like, right? Like not liking someone, right? Like, um, and so I think that's why I really had to think about can I like this post or not? Because I was like, wait, all right, let me like separate, right? So there's not liking someone. And then there's just strong level of just like your inner core in, in, in your gut. Like I hate, like you're just like, oh, um, and that exerts way more energy and exhaustion than not liking someone. So I was like, man, have I ever really felt that way. Now I've had moments where let's say I'm just like driving in the car and someone cuts me off and I'm just like, I hate this guy. But like, that's just me. Like, you know, just like in a moment of reactivity because I'm annoyed that this person just cut me off. You know, I don't really hate him. You know, I think Um, I might be more talking about like anything or person that you hate that is like that you think about sometimes or often, but not even think about though, because I could, someone, someone can hate, uh, the KKK, but not think about them. But have strong hate for them. True. And and did you ever hear that that I think there was a documentary I actually made. I forget the name of it. There was a black guy who set out to purposefully go interview and have conversations with all the leaders of the KKK members. Uh, well, that's not even that? there's there's a show on Vice. Oh, there's a show. There's a show on Vice called like um something thy neighbor. Something thy neighbor. I forgot what it's called. You guys may know what it is out there, but respect thy neighbor or something like that. And um, basically, this he's a comedian 
and he's English. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's not white. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like and Arabian he, or something. Right, and yeah. he goes yeah. and he speaks to members of the KKK. Yeah. Um, and he's in their house. He's speaking with them. And they're spewing stuff that's totally like, you know. But, but the way he's ha- like, they, they have very cordial conversations. And they end up having some, uh, uh, what is it called? Like they have a... a agreements or understandings of each other's then in in that same episode they then go to the neighbor's house because the neighbor of this man who is in 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 the white supremacy organization or whatever Mm. um the neighbor of the man is a i think he's like a pastor and he adopted a black um daughter Mm. and he lives right next to this guy yeah. So then the the host, the comedian guy, brings them to speak to each other. And again, they're speaking at a very, like, you know, like the pastor. The pastor's yeah. like, look, I know how he, you know, feels. And, and they're all like cool that. with but each other. He's like, look, I mean, I'm not going to, like, you know, necessarily, like, invite him into my house, you know, or anything like that. But, you know, it's hi, goodbye, you know, like, how you doing? Da, da, da. Like, he, there's, there's still a level of. Just I guess cord- just being cordial and like, hey, look, I get that. That's as long you, as you're not, as long as we're not hurting me, each other, right? Physically right, harming me, right? Or, right? Right? Or, right? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really great episode, actually. That, I mean, that's like a very extreme case, right? Uh, kind of, right? Like you're just talking about real hatred towards a whole group of people, a whole right? group of people, right? Um, Damn, but I'm really like just just trying to like just break it down. Real, there's a lot of people that that hate, um, maybe even. I don't know, close people to them that, that, that harmed them when they were children or something, right? And as they grow up, they're remembering these things. I mean, you probably deal with this all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what's holding them back from moving forward in life, mentally. Am I correct? It's not why well, I mean, it's, I wouldn't say because I gotta tell you, always I, weighing I even, on them, right? Yeah, it's always there, but I don't even work it with. It's not even like the hate that I'm working with, because that's not, not even like that's like what I'm working with more is more of like the anger um, that they have, you know, mm. um, and more of the of the fear and anger and sadness. You know, hate's in there, but it's not like the target because we all know that the hate is coming from these other deep places, right? So I'm going towards the deeper places because hate is just a secondary. Is there like a goal of like forgiveness at some point you're hoping to, to yeah. reach, mm-hmm. right? Because forgiveness, acceptance, I feel... Acceptance, acceptance, acceptance. Acceptance, forgiveness. forgiveness it is, Which I not feel, everyone can achieve, by the way. Right, right. I feel and, like... And that's okay. I want to be clear on that too. True, true. I just feel like if you can get to that point... It's the greatest liberator, and it makes you feel so free from that negative connection that you had with that person. And and in your own life moving forward, it's just like a weight off your shoulders. Am I correct? Absolutely. To have any feeling such as hate, resentment, or anger, let's say those two, let's say those three just for, you know, Mm -hmm. um, attached to you. Um, and, and, and internally inside of you, whether you are compartmentalizing it, internalizing it, whatever you're doing with it, it's there, but holding on to it is such a barrier for anyone to really be able to move forward in the healthiest way possible. Mm. Um, so particularly with like other relationships, not, not like, listen, I'm just, I'm like generalizing this whole entire thing. Okay. I'm saying in general, you know, I'm still going back to that post you put because I'm still thinking about can I press like, but because, because I don't, I don't, I, I value 
not being a hypocrite. I really do. And so to me, I'm not going to press like unless I really check myself first. So have you thought about this yet? I have thought about it. And, and, and I've really deeply, deeply thought about it. And I got to tell you what I thought about. So as of right now, having this conversation and, 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 and having really processed it in terms of hating anyone, I don't. As of right now, in this moment, meaning like I don't hate don't anyone from yeah. the KKK. I don't hate any, you know. Um, however, you know, sometimes, well, no, most often these feelings pop up in a certain moment, meaning something has happened. To, to let it's a reaction to it's re- right? current And situation. I think that most often when things happen directly to you, um, it can create a different type of situation, different type of feeling. So then I thought, you know, uh, man, I mean, let's say something did happen, you know, God forbid or whatever, that anything did directly happen to me, my daughter, whomever, you know, and it was some type of like a hate crime, bullying situation, something like that. I don't know how I would feel in that situation. Um, I would like to say that I wouldn't hate, you know, the other individual, obviously. Um, I would like to think that I would be exactly like, now, I don't know if you guys remembered this, but there was a case that went on maybe about a year ago or such. Um, it was the female Caucasian cop that shot and killed, I can't remember his name, but it was a young black man while he was in his home. It was a neighbor, right? Yeah, she lived in the same complex. She went into his home, right? She thought it was hers. Okay, she she claims that Mm -hmm. she thought it was hers, okay? Anyway, she got sent to prison, and the brother of this young man who's dead went up and looked her in the face and absolutely had no hatred oh, yeah, and told her awesome. that yeah. and told her that yeah. he said, he said, look, I have no hate towards you. Da, 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 da. This is all. And yeah. I had chills and tears. That was amazing. That, that was probably it was one of amazing. The, that was probably one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Amazing. On news ever. Amazing and, by far. And that should have been blasted out. Amazing by far. Everybody's Listen, I mentioned that in all of my sessions mm-hmm. when it's, when, when, when it definitely applies because that is a incredible level mm. of not even love, but of forgiveness, acceptance, moving forward, you know, and like it's such a fast pace too. Like it, that was almost like, it was like what less than a month after. Right. It was, no, I mean this, like, I feel like that whole thing, it like, it took a lot of time well, even from if the it was time that he like, died from the time that yeah. he died until, until that trial that there was a lot I of mean, time. Even if it was, was within like six months, that's pretty like quick. To, for a brother whose brother died right? very very well so so that's what i was thinking about you know like I, I i was i was reflecting on him um and i was like man i would love to i that's what i would hope that i would be able to have you know again i don't know because i've never thankfully been in that situation um but i know right now i don't have any hate i mean i've had uh, members from the KKK, you know, white supremacist um, groups as patients, you know, um, and uh, it's not like they chose me; they were just kind of given to me, you know, um, because we were in treatment. But I mean, I'll tell you, those were very fascinating to me in terms of just working with that dynamic. That's an interesting dynamic, 
Okay. Yeah. Like these kids have swastikas and everything tattooed on their arms. And here I am. Right. Um, and what was cool was that we were able to break through like, because I wasn't even acknowledging that because that's not what we're here for. We, mm-hmm. we, we were here for something else, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, this isn't even to be acknowledged, you know? Um, and I think once they saw that, they were like, okay, I guess, you know, like it doesn't really apply to the situation, you know? Um, and we were able to break through it where really the patient was able to break through it. And it was such, I got to tell you, and, and definitely two of people who I will never forget because they left such an impact on me. I mean, I think I learned so much mm. from from these two individuals in terms of clinically speaking, in terms of what they went through and how they were how raised they became, yeah. and what happened if they didn't abide by yeah, right. what their household said. Which please understand by the way, you know, if they didn't abide by what the household said, I mean not a situation that, you know, that, so that you, anybody wants to be in. So you would, without getting too deep into it, you, you would agree that, that I guess racism is, is a learned behavior. Oh yeah. I mean, it's something yeah. that definitely, right. I mean, if, if let's say I was racist, I learned that from someone, which means I learned that from my family. Right. Um, and then that means that my family learned that from someone and they learned that from someone in the right. Where, do, where do we learn our values or beliefs? Like initially, you know, like where, where do those really come from? You know, now we do have a choice at some point, right. To either create our own mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I, I don't want to take this on and move forward or not. I will say, though, there are going to be some situations, like I think the two that I mentioned, um, or many other ones like that, that may be a little more difficult to do that. It's embedded so deeply. Well, not only is it embedded so deeply, um, but the ramifications. Oh, yeah. Their whole world is going to crumble. The ramifications of not abiding by that are horrific. Right, right, or, right. or I'll say can be horrific. Um, so it's a little different than just a simple, you know, uh, you know, be nice to people value, you know, like belief system and value versus that. Right. Same thing with religion. Mm. You know, religion is another one where is heavily embedded, you know, and mm. can have a lot of um, outcome if you choose to go opposite of that with the family in terms of family choosing to, you know, not want to be. I mean, and then there's there's. There's this religious guilt and shame and oh my god. Yeah. So those, the, I mean, it gets so. There's there's a lot of layers that obviously people don't take the time to really look at because they're just looking at it for you know what it is. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, because I see it that way, I'm able to. I don't know if tolerates the word, but I think just. If anything, just kind of look at it as, you know, this is an unfortunate situation just because these individuals know nothing other than this. And they don't know nothing other than this because of that and because of this and because, of, you know. Right. You so if anything, what, I just feel know what sad. You know. Yeah, if anything, it's just, it's, it's, it's just a sad situation, really. In the car, we were talking, and I said to you, I don't hate racist people. And I said, but I may fear them. Remember that? Oh, uh, yeah that and then and then and then you were like why do you fear them and so I got into it more and I was like I think I fear them because when 
when they're, and this is one of the reasons also why I don't watch the news, but if I do hear something, again, if, if I do see the news, it's coming from like someone posted something on Instagram. I don't like actually go to the news and watch anything. But when I do see something and they portray a lot of these racist individuals, people part of that, you know, population, it's always something really like brutally awful. Mm. Um, and so then it's almost like that gets in my head of like racist equals something very, um, harmful and like, you know, someone's going to like hurt you, you know, in some way. And so I think that's really what I fear. And then I got really like into it and I was like, I don't fear all racist people. I think I was just like, it's, I, it's, I think it's the unknown. It's the uncertainty of what may happen in that situation. Yeah. Because not all racist people are harmful and hurtful to you. You're talking into talking about like running into some racist guy on the streets and and having to deal with that interaction. And having there be a possible altercation right? that could hurt me or my kid. I don't know. But I mean, I'm sure you could probably diffuse that situation very swiftly verbally because of your Well, I skills. would be. Yeah, yeah, and, but I mean, you know, still. I feel as though I could as well. Um, because I truly do uh, think about, you know, when I if I see a racist or, or whatever, somebody that I, I know for a fact that they something within their being raised, there was something there that injected that into them. You know, yeah. they weren't just like one day like, yeah, fuck that. I hate black people. It was like that was a long time, like you were saying, you know, built into them, it whether it's like kids. forced into them through Because mm-hmm. like, kids don't see like, color, so understand right. something. If the little boy who's comes from a racist family is hanging out with this little black boy at school, he's just like having fun, right? But mm-hmm. then guess what happens when he goes home? Right. My dad was just telling me the story about how when he was like seven or eight, they used to drive down to um, the, uh, I guess it was... You know, this is back in the 19, 19, early 1950s, and uh, him and his buddies, they went to this pool that was closer to his house, but it was like a more black community, so there was more black kids there, but him and his buddies didn't care. They were just like, that's the closest pool, it's hot as hell out, we're going there. And I guess they had been going there for a while, and then I guess one of his buddies' parents drove by and saw them because you can easily pick out like the three white kids out of the pool. Right. And, uh, the, the, the names got called over the announcer and then they made them come out of there and got in the car. And, and the parent was like, you can't go to that pool, go to the other one. And they were like, fuck that shit. I'm not, we're not going three miles to this other pool just because white kids are there. Right. Mm. But anyways, I guess then, my dad went home and he he had no understanding of this because my grandfather did not raise raise his kids, right? And he was just like, Dad, why can't I go to that pool? And he said, you know what? I don't see anything wrong with you going to that pool. Um, and, you know, he, he understood – he kind of tried to explain to like a seven or eight-year-old like why some parents might not want you to. But he was like, you can go to that pool whenever you want. You know, and and my dad continued going, and uh, but some of his friends couldn't go with him. Anyways, I, I went way off on this one, but I thought it was a good story to share. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, that's where I come from. That's my background. But a lot of people are completely opposite of that. And, you know, they're very, they're more scared. Say, of I, I will things. say, as I'm thinking about that story, as I hear you listening to it, I, I can see how. So there are people in this world who, let's say, would say that they're not racist. Um, and I think they would say that they're not racist because, let's say, you know, uh, they don't have any type of, you know, hatred or negative feeling or whatever towards anyone from uh, 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 a minority, you know, mm. um, race. But, um, you know, and then they'll say something like, yeah, you know, you know, like I have lots of Spanish friends and blah, blah, stuff like that. That right there, right there says that you're actually um, uh, racist. And the reason why but they still contribute to that culture. The reason doing. why, though, I want to get into this is because what your grandfather did, now again, he has no idea, you know, I mean, he, he wasn't thinking this, right? But what your grandfather did is what I think a lot of, what a lot of white parents do. Okay. And you can, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not white, so I don't know, but I think think what may be happening... I'm half white, by the way, for everybody that doesn't know. I think what may be happening is that what your grandfather did was he didn't make it a known thing, like it was an issue of anything, you know, of any way, shape, or form, right? Mm. That, you know, that, like, it wasn't okay, you know, to hang out with a black person over... He was just like, do what you got, you know, like, go, you know? Like, it's not a big deal. But I'm not sure if what there was was an education and a teaching about race and about why this is like that's a good opportunity to right is that i think that a lot of parents don't get into it and so what happens is that when their kids grow up they grow up with a hint of i'm going to refer to the racism more just as more ignorance a hint of ignorance and the ignorance right the ignorance is what can set the tone for other people, especially today, and I say especially today because the world is yeah. very, very fragile, right? Perceiving you um, as racist, very, but you just today, don't. Right, perceiving right. it as racist, but it really is just simply that they're just ignorant to it. They just don't, Haven't they're not them. educated, they have no idea. And they can't even, let's say, ask or let's say ask to be educated or look because they right. don't see that there's even an issue. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Because they're, again, they're just like, but, 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 what? Like, I don't see color. I just, without really fully understanding all the pieces to it, which brings me to a book called White Fragility, which if you guys out there have not, um, listen to i'm still getting through it um but it's on audio and i just decided to hear it because i kind of wanted to hear what that perspective really was saying it's written by um just this uh, uh, um uh, she's a i think she's she's definitely white she's a professor i forgot what else she is so i don't want to botch her credentials but um it it actually really is interesting um so definitely check that out yeah, yeah. So going back to that, you know, so I was just saying, like, I think, and, and, and it's the uncertainty, it's the unknown, you know, um, which brings us then to what's going on today in terms of, I'm noticing people out there becoming very, very emotional and very intense with their emotions. I'll say when they are hearing that someone has a opposite opinion of what they believe to be the right thing. 
Um, um, and, and that's getting, I mean, that's been going on for a long time. It's been going on for a long time, but, but I think it's happening even more so right now. I think in, in, during this whole Trump thing, um, it really, 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 you know, stepped it up a notch. Um, and now with Trump, Trump being gone, you know, um, Biden's in there now. And, um, I feel like at any point, it seems like when someone makes a comment that, um, it's just simply just a comment. It's not even a comment saying anything about Trump or saying anything about Biden. It's just kind of like, Hey, look, this is just kind of, you know, what, what I'm thinking regarding the situation in general, um, because of the, just the Republican party versus Democrat party. Um, and this is what I think people immediately, I think, attach that to like a Trump thing. Well, they make you, it's like, it's like they want you to, to force you to put yourself in a box. In, in a certain you box. You have to either be a Democrat or Republican, or we can't have any conversation. And if you're not, forget about it. And why is that? I said this the other day. Why is that? I don't know why. I said because of fear, so I'm bringing it all around. Uh, yes. Because it scares the fear of people. the unknown. It scares people to to know that you have not picked a side because for you to be in the middle for you to be so i guess quote unquote wishy-washy and not picking a side means that you're too uncertain there's too much unknown there and the unknown scares people yeah and you must be wrong because you don't know you just the unknown scares people so in so in their minds i have to then put you into this specific box to make myself feel better you know it, it, it makes me feel better putting you, you know, here it literally explodes people's minds like for me to say i don't like trump or biden they're like what and you can hear the explosion go off it's like which what? is so wild I'm to like, me because every single person that i have spoken to and i've spoken to a lot of people have said the same thing there are Nobody, a lot of people that agree listen, with this there yes. are democrats who i've spoken to who are like i don't like either one but guess what i just have to choose the one that i thought was the best out of the two you know oh my like God. and that's the worst that's the worst comment because so you're gonna choose another person that you don't really you don't agree with it like that's the person that you want to whatever change the world or whatever but you don't fully agree with them i would much rather i don't think it was a matter of not fully agreeing with biden from what i took from these people who i spoke to i think it was more of just they just don't think biden's like I mean, have you heard the guy speak, not to be whatever, but side note for a second. I mean, he literally was heard. He literally was heard. I don't know what cop, what speech or where the hell he was. It was not too long ago, but he kept referring to Kamala Harris as president-elect Kamala Harris. And and they replayed it over and over again. And I was like, oh, this fucking Well, for this current election, it was more about, I don't care if you put a fucking turtle in there, get Trump out. And, and everybody voted for the turtle or Biden in this case, right? Uh, that was more the, the scenario here. That everybody just wanted Trump out. Okay, fine. But, like, why don't we try and put somebody in that's actually going to, like, do something? The thing, and, though, is that there was no other person. But there are. There, was, there was no other. I understand that there were, people, but there were actually. no other people in the debate. At the end of the day, there were no other people. It was just those two. No other people that the media souped up so that people could understand their point of view. Of course yes. not. But then I was thinking about it. Those uh, libertarians and all the other people that are on there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to assume that the funding that they get in terms of money, not coming from the banks? 
Yeah, that's a, that's a huge problem too. Yeah, no, is it no, not no. coming from the banks. Right? Most likely not. Right. So uh, the so most likely the two parties that are really getting money coming from the banks, banks corporations, are Democrats or Republicans. Democrats or Republicans. Right. That's so, why. Hence why we never see them, guys. And that's why they're the same. <laughs> so there needs to be a billionaire, someone who's a wealthy person, it's already who's into ha- politics. That was Trump. That was Ross Perot. That was. Yeah, but you who's know, who's, who's not so much Trump? <laughs> who's not well, yeah, Trump? these other people. But it needs to be other people who are Barry not Trump, Goldwater. who have money, who can fund themselves and actually put themselves out there. Because Trump funded himself, did he? Yes, Ross Perot had more money than Trump, and he almost won. I mean, I don't really remember what Ross Perot stood for, but he was Ross an outsider, Perot, right? Was a long time ago, was it? Um, yeah, I mean, we've had close ones where like somebody has gotten in there, but a lot. And, all I'm saying is, if we're both, if we're, if you're gonna be like, well, I don't like either of them, but uh, I just don't like, I don't like this guy more than that guy. Well, then you might as well just go vote for the person that you really care about and really think should be the president. And even if he doesn't win, at least you fucking voted what you wanted, you know. And if more people did that, we wouldn't have this fuckery that we have but whatever that's my opinion uh, and, i mean yeah. I, I think also just to because we this is going to be a short one today we have to end but i do also want to clarify like you know try guys tr- try and think about what the world would be if every person in the world had the same opinion, same belief system, same value as you, same religion, same everything. Think about that for a second. Like, what would that really look like? And how would that be beneficial? Because, I mean, I know that in order for people to grow, there needs to be challenges in life. There needs to be stimulation. Opposition. There needs to be opposition. There needs to be like, there needs to be stuff that kind of gets you to even be able to learn something new and then implement what you learn moving forward. Okay. So if I was in a world where everybody thought like me and had my same opinion, I'd be fucking bored and everybody would be stagnant and nobody would be growing. So, I, I I do quite like and do appreciate the fact that we live in a world where, man, I can have conversations with people who have totally different, which I have, totally different belief systems than me. And I I actually like learn something just even about myself. Right. You know, I, I, I'm, I may not take their belief on, but like I still learn something about myself within that conversation, whether I got pissed off and please understand something just for you guys out there listening. If you get pissed off at what somebody else posts because their opinion is not the same shit as yours, you just grew. You just learned something. Now, again, that means that you learned something about yourself. Now, you may not know that you learned it yet. Mm. It may take you a month. It may take you a year. But understand something. You learn something. Okay. Um, you know. So, you know, I just, that shit gets me really. I get. I get really, really into this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's when when you can have a conversation with somebody openly and talking about this topic, you can easily say, "Hey, you know, um, you can learn something from from 
talking to somebody that has a different opinion from you. And, and most people would be like, yes, I, I realize that. I understand that. But nobody ever actually acts upon that. Not I'm saying nobody, but there some people choose not to uh, use that as an opportunity and they just use it as a, a, a moment to be like, uh, either I'm better than you or you're wrong and I'm right or whatever, instead of just being like, well, maybe we're both wrong or maybe we're both right or maybe you just have a different opinion and maybe I'll learn something from you and you learn something from me and then we move forward and try and find common goals, you know? But you got to actually have a conversation to like get to that point. You know, I try not to like be like, oh, he's this, he's that. Like putting people in boxes is the worst thing you can do for your own mental progress, I think. I mean, I come from a field where we put people in boxes, but I try. Well, I call, I say that all the time. Like with your, and I'm not saying like with therapist labeling or, or even like diagnosing people with certain things. And then that gets in your head. This is me. This is what I am. There is no way out of it. They've, they've done studies on this. That is not true. But I will say though, as another part of that, just to go opposite of that is that I can't tell you how many people who I have seen in my office since 2003, okay, do want you like you to tell them like it, like what is this? Because they've spent half their life or what? their whole like what's going on with me? Where is this coming from? Oh, to give and them a when label. I say, well, you know what, you do have this or this is going on, it gives a certain level of like oh, okay. All right, now I know. Okay, because I've been like fighting over and over, and I'm like, "What is this? Am I just insane? You know, like, am I just crazy?" And then when I do that, now, needless to say, I understand there are some labels that I don't throw out too quickly because I don't think it's beneficial for certain people, and so you got to be careful about that. But you know, I mean, I think it's okay as long as whatever that label is can be modified. Like, I don't know if you have. Um uh, I don't know what we're what's something like uh, if you're OCD right oh your your label is OCD you you have these tendencies to do things repetitively or whatever well but, modifying but, it would be you're just someone who has obsessive compulsive thoughts <laughs> <laughs> but at least that sounds what, better what huh? I'm trying to Versus... say is like is like as long as you're giving them hope like here is your current situation but this is what we're gonna do to try and work you out of this if this is something that you want to do. If you don't want to be OCD anymore, then okay, there is a path out of that, right? So here's the start, OCD. I just labeled this, but here is the end. Maybe 70% of that OCD can disappear if we do these actions over the next five, 10 years or whatever, right? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm really simplifying this because I understand that, that these types of things uh, are no easy task. But for me, I don't think anything is easy and I don't think anything is impossible. Um, no, nothing's impossible. So if somebody was to want to do that, I, I would make sure that they understood that it is possible. 
Instead of being like, no, actually, all the studies done over the past 30 years say that it is impossible for OCD people to ever get rid of OCD, blah, 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 blah. Then you're just like, here's your box. See you later. It's definitely not impossible. And I'm just using OCD as like, like, I I don't know anything about, I'm kind of OCD, but I don't know anything about serious cases of OCD. I'm just using it as an example. It can be a zillion other things. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I got to get going. Um. But uh, to wrap up, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do hope that I don't know. I just, I, I guess when we do these, um, you know, again, I'm not expecting really like you know anyone to listen to our podcast and be like, oh my god, yeah, you know, like and like run with you know what we're saying <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Um, obviously, but um, I don't know. I just for me, I always hope that if I talk about something or if I say something, whether it be in the office or out of the office in my personal life and I'm having conversations that even if I said one thing, you know, um, that's that it, it, it can resonate with someone, whether it be again, a month from now or a year from now or five years from now or three years from now, I don't really care what it is. Um, especially if I'm having serious conversations, I don't even care if something that I say now resonates with somebody to make them think deeper and actually have an opinion that is opposite of mine. Right. Yeah, you know exactly. Okay. But it, all it did was I'm hoping to like spark, maybe spark something, just spark conversation. Like thinking. I really want you spark guys thinking, challenging, ch- challenge your thoughts, yeah. challenge your thoughts. Let other people challenge your thoughts. Comment, okay. comment. Don't be afraid of conflict. Yeah, comment on our <laughs> thing. If you dislike anything we said, please tell us because I'd like to have a conversation about it and understand why you dislike it or why you like it or whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do not be afraid of conflicts. Conflict, if done in a very appropriate and assertive way, can be actually extremely good and very healing. So right. I think we can end on that note. Okay. Love you guys as always. Sending love you know, out. Just good energy. And uh, we're going to actually try and try and do a couple of these in the next week yeah i want to we'll see how much time we got okay (laughs) all right bye everyone bye